Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 334. Let's see if you can guess the the uh, football player. It was number 34 that we talk about in this episode. It's uh, I, I give you my Major League Baseball picks. Week 19 of Major League Baseball season, the weekend. I go through all the Major League Baseball trade deadline moves and how it might affect some of my, uh, my picks going forward. And then I hook up with Darth Wager. We do a summer movie flashback review of the 1997 film Starship Troopers. Remember, you can contact me with any comments and questions at jeffreybelanger8 at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget to use my bookie AG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. Get a 50% sign-up bonus to my bookie super contest. You win $150,000. Uh, outstanding. Outstanding stuff they have going on at MyBookieAG. I talked a little bit about them today. Uh, use promo code DARTH at checkout. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Don't forget I'm an author of the Elia Mini Series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get that directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. And if you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download to your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. And if you go to jeffreblanger.com, You'll see a banner ad for my book AG, and you'll see my book Squeeze Play and an Amazon smile sign. You click on that, you buy yourself something nice on Amazon, or download my book if you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show, no additional cost to you. Uh, let's get to it. Episode number 334. Let's see if you can guess it like Darth Wager did. He eventually got it. Took a lot of clues, but he eventually he got it. Darth Wager, podcast 334. Can you guess number 34? I'll give you a hint. I probably have to give you a few hints on this one. He was a football player, a running back, 5 foot 10, 206 pounds from Houston, Texas. He's now 53 years old. He was born on May 16th, 1966. Played at Oklahoma State. He was a second-round pick in the 1988 draft. Played for two teams. I'm not going to tell you the teams. It's going to give it away. Did he play any other sport? No. Good question. Five-time Pro Bowler. Only two-time All-Pro. He was the most valuable player in 1991. 1990s all-decade team. I feel like you're leaving out important information on purpose. Um, this is probably going to give it away. I want to give you some different clues first. Okay. Yards from scrimmage. He is kind of a prototypical running back you see now in the NFL because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. In his MVP season, he started 15 games, ran the ball 288 times for 1,400 yards, 4.9 yards a carry. He had 62 catches. Total yards, from, total yards from scrimmage, 2,038. Uh, and he played in the 80s and 90s? 
he's drafted in 88. He really became known in, I'm going to say around 1990. Where he had, he had he, actually, he was pretty darn good in the 89. So I can't say that. He's a Hall of Famer. Thurman Thomas? Thurman Thomas, yes. I didn't want to say Buffalo Bills. I didn't want to say... I want to give it away. I didn't want to say lost four uh, Super Bowls in a row. So... Oh, yeah. That, that would have given it away. Yeah. So, uh, I was at Buffalo Bills training camp last week, the first day of training camp. Oh, you guys win? Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. A second round, a second round pick, uh, wide receiver stood out for me. It was like, it looked like a lightning bug out there. So fast, lightning bugs aren't fast though. Uh, spider bug, maybe that. That that sounds better. He was quick. Um, Josh Allen. When he throws the ball, it looks much different than all the other quarterbacks there. They had a kid that played for Buffalo College uh, in camp as a third stringer. They had Matt Barkley, who's still kicking around uh, there as well. And when Josh Allen throws the ball and Matt Barkley throws the ball, you could tell the difference. It just comes out differently. The only thing the same about them is neither of those two could hit the target things. They have these little target things with like a screen and there's three little pockets you throw it to. They weren't even hitting the damn giant rectangle. And they had a, a big one where they could practice fade routes to. Couldn't they didn't hit that at all either. And I don't I don't know. I I played catch my whole life. I've done this stuff in phys ed. We use I, I throw this stuff into buckets in phys ed. I take out Freaking big garbage pails, and we like do throwing contests in phys ed. That stuff's not hard to me. I don't. Wh- why is that so difficult? Maybe Josh felt bad for Barkley was missing on purpose. Uh, maybe. Um, sprinklers went on in the middle of practice. I thought it was on purpose to cool the players off because it was pretty hot, even though it was up in Rochester, New York. And uh, no, they just went on by accident. We were at. We're at a college. What was the name of some Fisher? No, it wasn't Fisher College. But uh, the old owner, Ralph Wilson, he had uh, the sports center named after him. It was, I think the Bills have been there a while, but the new owners, the husband-wife tandem, are building a new uh, training facility in Buffalo. So it was probably the last year they're going to have camp there. It was pretty, it, it was all right. It wasn't. Anything exciting? Uh, there's a big gap between the players and the and the fans. There was a, it was packed up. The whole stands was filled, and uh, they had interactive stuff for the kids where they could throw at targets and stuff like that. And a little mini putt putt for everybody. It cost me two bucks total. Me and uh, wow. our bro- me and our brother in law, the bear, had to pay a dollar each. Because you couldn't park at the college. You had to park at the high school about a mile away. and You paid a dollar, got on a yellow bus, and they drove you there. Wasn't bad. Wow. Yeah. Good. 
was that was good a stuff. good experience. It was a good experience. There was. I, I've experienced training camp. I don't think I'll ever go to one again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some baseball picks for week 19, the weekend of week 19 in Major League Baseball season. A lot of trades happened on on Wednesday. Uh, affected only one of my picks for Thursday and Friday, though, luckily. Uh, Zach Greinke goes to the Astros. This actually might affect – no, because he just pitched against the Yankees. So probably won't affect uh, – I have a pick involving the Astros. But, uh, yeah, the uh, five-team – five-player deal. Uh, looks like the D-backs didn't get anybody of on the major league level. But they, uh, the Astros also sent – it looks like uh, the D-backs also sent $24 million to the Astros as well. Um but the D-backs get four prospects. The Cubs get Nick Castellanos, outfielder. Uh, nice little outfielder for them. It looks like they get Paul Richin and they got Artie Lang. I guess the Tigers do need some comedy relief in the in that clubhouse, seeing how the season they're having. Oh, it's Alex Lang, not Artie Lang. They could use Artie Lang in that clubhouse. Uh, the Braves got Shane Green, relief pitcher from the Tigers. Tigers trying to rebuild their minor league system. Uh, Mike Leake of the Mariners, who's pitched fairly well, uh, goes to the D-backs. Not exactly sure what the D-backs. I guess the D-backs just want to eat some innings up uh, because they lose they lose that Grinky. I guess they replace him. D-backs technically aren't out of the wild card race. So I guess he replaces Grinky, which kind of stinks because Grinky was my sneaky pick. He always had pretty good odds. You take Zach Grinky. Uh, to win, you get decent value with those picks. Now you get no value with Grinky on the Astros. He's going to be um, minus 220, 250 every time he pitches now. But the, Mar- the D-backs only had to give up an infielder uh, to, to get that inning eater, Mike Leak. Uh, Scooter Gannett goes to the Giants. Uh, it looks like for international pool money. Uh, Astros <laughs> make a deal with the Blue Jays. I'm going to talk about Aaron Sanchez because this is the one trade that affected uh, one of my picks in this podcast. Aaron Sanchez goes to the Astros. Maybe they know something we don't. And I'm going to talk about Aaron Sanchez in a little bit. But they also get relief pitcher uh, Joe Biagiani and outfielder Cal Stevenson for outfielder Derek Fisher. Apparently Derek Fisher retired from the NBA and became an outfielder. Uh, Dan Straley goes to the Phillies from the Orioles. The Phillies are familiar with Dan Straley because he pitched for the, the Marlins for a while. He was very effective, and he was actually really good against the Phillies. Um, so that might be why the, Straley, uh, the Phillies make that deal. It was only for cash, not a bad deal. The, the Padres and Cubs made a deal. Kind of looked like for uh, they swap relief pitchers. Maybe a different scene for those guys helps them. The Rays got Jesus Aguilar from the Brewers, and the Brewers get Jake Ferrier, another starting pitcher. I'm not sure why the Rays make that deal. The Phillies got Corey Dickerson for uh, international money. He's had a pretty decent season. Uh, not a full-time player for the Pirates, but has had a decent season. Drew Pomeranz will become the Wade Miley for the Brewers. The Giants give up Drew Pomeranz. To the Brewers with relief pitcher Ray Black for infielder 
Mauricio Dubon. Uh, Braves got Mark Melanson. Melanson pitched well for the Giants. All I know is my oldest son, when he was on the Red Sox years ago, uh, hated Mark Melanson. Just did not like him for whatever reason. He wasn't really old enough to understand anything, so I don't get it. Uh, the, the Giants in return got Henry Winkler and Tristan Beck. Oh, Dan Winkler. Dan Winkler. Henry Winkler would have been good. Maybe they could have filmed like a, you know, a new movie out there in San Francisco with you know, the Fonz. Uh, Matt Stassi goes to the Angels. Astros get two outfielders. Tanner Roark, that's a pretty good pickup by the A's. He he goes from the Reds. Reds get an outfielder. Uh, Tanner Roark, he'll, he'll pitch some big games uh, for the A's. Uh, the Rays get Trevor Richards from the Marlins. Not a bad young pitcher. They also get um, shooting guard Nick Anderson in that deal. Oh, no, he's a relief pitcher. And the Marlins, who knows what they're They get starting pitcher Ryan Stanek. Not, not, he hasn't been bad for the Rays. He's just an opener for him, not really a, a pitcher. Nationals get some relief help from the Mariners. They needed it. They had to give up a couple prospects for that. Uh, the Twins get a reliever from the Giants. Uh, they had to give up uh, two starting pitchers and the outfielder to the Giants for that. It's kind of funny. The Giants towed the line with all these trades between still going for the wild card, keeping their core, but they still got traded off some pieces and got some uh, some uh, minor league rebuild my minor league help as well. Uh, Blue Jays uh, give Daniel Hudson to the Nationals, so another relief pitcher for the Nationals. Uh, Dodgers get Jed Gorko. Uh, he'll be a backup infielder. Interesting that the Dodgers and Cardinals, you'd think they'd both be fighting it out in the playoffs, but they uh, traded with each other to help each other. Uh, Cardinals got a couple relief pitchers. The Dodgers' bullpen hasn't been great, and I don't know how much that's helping you. Oh, huge trade. Uh, the D-backs, what are the, what are the freaking Marlins doing? Zach Gallen, who they got from the Cardinals, big-time prospect. They trade him to the D-backs for shortstop Jazz Chisholm. Zach Gallen is a pretty good young pitcher. He's under team control for a while. He's done nothing but prove himself early in his major league career, and you traded him. Very, very interesting things what the Marlins are doing. I, I, I'm not sure what, what, you didn't want to pay them five years from now, Marlins? What the heck are they doing? Uh, Rays, Rays were wheeling and dealing. They got an outfielder. They gave up a relief pitcher. Uh, the Rays also got a catcher from the Dodgers and another trade. Uh, just a lot of, lot of deals going on. Very quiet Yankees and Red Sox. Weren't willing to to pay the, pay the big prices um, like the the Reds and Indians made big deals with the I, the, the Padres were involved in that too so some teams are very active some not so much uh, we'll see how it plays out looks like the Astros and, and Dodgers are head for a rematch especially the way the Red Sox have been playing 
The Yankees don't upgrade their starting pitching. That's dangerous for them. And, you know, you, you don't believe in Cleveland. You don't believe in Minnesota. You don't believe in uh, the Oakland A's. So it looks like the Astros team to beat in the American League. National League, I'm not completely sold on the Dodgers, especially because I saw them in person at Fenway. Uh, I don't like the relief staff. Their starting pitching is a little questionable, especially if the Nationals could ever improve that bullpen. They have a starting staff that can go out there and match up even with the Astros. Um, Scherzer's got to get healthy. His back's a little banged up right now. But that's a team that they can compete, I believe, with the Astros. So don't sleep on the Nationals. They just got to make the playoffs. That's the that's the big thing. All right, so Major League Baseball picks for Thursday, August 1st, first day of August. I get the Brewers at the A's. Gio Gonzalez coming off the DL or the IL now, the injured list. Uh, last three years, teams have batted 268 against him during day games compared to 238 at night. Oakland is a better hitter's park and better power hitting park during day games. And this is a day game. It's a 3.30 start East Coast time, noon, like 12.30 start on the West Coast. Much, much better hitter's park during the day. Gio Gonzalez gets hit better during day games. And he's going against Daniel Mengden. Uh, last three years, his ERA and batting average climbs each month. And now we're into August. His pitching pattern this year is following the same as the last three years. Look for the over in this game. Brewers at A's. Uh, the over in this one. Let me look it up real quick. I uh, should have had that app open so I could see that. Uh, Brewers and A's. And there's no line on that game yet. I can't give it to you. Uh, Cubs-Cardinals. Thursday. This is a big battle. Cubs-Cardinals uh, battle for first place. NL Central, 2-0 uh, game last night. Uh, Cubbies hung on to win. Although, Cub fans, you're getting you're getting the wild ride. The wild ride the, la- the last uh, week and a half. So that the, the Boston Red Sox are familiar with, with Craig Kimbrell as he put the tying runs in scoring position <laughs> got, and they got the final two outs last night. Uh, it's a fun time of year to watch baseball. Um, but cards Cubs today, the, uh, the run line is eight and a half. Take the under in that one. Big game in the NL central John Lester on the bump. Uh, last three years against St. Louis, 3.02 ERA, 228 batting average against, he pitched against them once this year, and they won. Jack Flaherty's going for the Cardinals. Uh, two starts versus the Cubs this year, 5.65 ERA, but only a 232 batting average against. The previous two years, four games, three starts, 329 ERA, 170 batting average against. So he actually pitches pretty well uh, against the Cubs. Uh, look for the under in that one, as that is a big-time playoff-type atmosphere. Cubs and Cardinals. Go for the under in that one. Scoring will be down. Friday, August 2nd. I was going to take the Blue Jays at the Orioles. Aaron Sanchez has been terrible this year. 
The Blue Jays have won only three of his 14 starts since April. He has an 0-13 record in that time. So even the games he won, the bullpen had to come in and win at the end. Think about it that way. So and he gets traded to the Astros. He's actually pretty good. Pretty good against the Orioles, though. Especially in Camden Yards. He's 3-0 and 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 five star and five starts at Camden Yards, a 2.10 ERA, 218 batting average against. But unfortunately, that game will not take place. You were gonna you were gonna get maybe a, a, a decent a decent line in that game. Uh, as Aaron Sanchez uh, was supposed to go against the Orioles on Friday. Good news, though, as the Houston Astros will be in Baltimore on August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Maybe they just picked up Aaron Sanchez uh, to, to pitch against Baltimore. In Baltimore, who they play in another week. So maybe maybe it was just a, a they just want to get, get another win and, and throw Aaron Sanchez only against the Blue Jays next week. Maybe it's that. Uh, two other games you can go for on Friday, though. Uh, Mariners are at the Astros. I'm going to take the Astros. Uh, it's supposed to be Wade Miley pitching. I don't understand it. Uh, but Wade Miley has been very good. He's 9-4, 3.06 ERA. Uh, he, he just gets the job done. Ever since the Brewers picked him up, he's been great. Uh, he has three starts versus Seattle this year. 15 innings, 12 hits, 7 runs, 214 batting average against. He's going against uh, Yusei Kikuchi. He's had one start versus Houston, 5 innings, 5 runs. And the Mariners have not won many games he started, so go with the Astros in that one. Probably get Wade Miley's the one Astro pitcher you get a decent line against, so that's why I I picked the Astros when he pitches as well. Uh, Royals at the Twins. Martin Perez going for the Twins. He traditionally pitches better at home than on the road, even in his last stop with Texas Rangers uh, before he was with the Twins. Uh, the Royals have had his number in two starts this year. Two starts, 11.2 innings, 11 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, 11 runs, eight of those earned. Uh, the one start at Kauffman Stadium and one start at Target Field. So it hasn't mattered home or away. He's gotten beat up by the Royals. Gene Sparkman going for the Royals. Two starts against the Twins. 12 innings, 10 hits, 5 earned runs. I'm going a little sleeper underdog pick on Friday. I I usually have a Friday underdog pick the last few weeks. I'm taking the Royals over the Twins on Friday. So there you have it. Major League Baseball picks. Go to MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you make those bets on those baseball picks. And you know what? NFL preseason will be there on Friday, I believe. I think Friday is the first preseason game. NFL. Uh, And you can make your picks on MyBookieAG. Use promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. And... uh, a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show when you do that. I'm sorry, the they play tonight on Thursday, August 1st. Broncos at Falcons. The line is two and a half. The Falcons are getting two and a half in the Hall of Fame game. Hopefully they can finish the game this year. 
right, let's go. Uh, let's go to Darth Wager now. Our summer movie flashback. Darth Wager, Starship Troopers. Now, if, if you want to get all our baseball picks, go to jeffreybelanger.com. I give updates all the time. Uh, the picks are up there. I gave you a pick in the last podcast. I wanted, uh, I believe it was uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I was going with Jordan Lyles. And then he got traded literally three hours after I recorded the podcast and put it up. I had already bet on the game. You know what my bookie AG did? They refunded my money. Well, if you do it depending on the pitcher, they will. Yeah. No, they refunded my money. They gave me the money back. Even though – so you just you just bet on the game. You didn't uh, make it dependent on the starting pitcher? I bet on the game. At, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates that beat Cincinnati, I bet on it like 5.30 in the morning. And because I wanted to get the early line because I thought the line would change as the day went on. And they refunded my money. Interesting. Yeah, because I made the trade before the uh, – I made the the bet before the trade went through. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't think they would do that. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm going to lose this bet now because fucking Jordan Lyles got traded. But it, it, it worked out fine. So all the picks are there at jeffreybelanger.com. And uh, they're absolutely free. Click on the Amazon banner right away there. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. So, summer movie flashback. We're going. We're going in the wayback machine. November seventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Hundred five million dollar budget. It only made fifty-four point eight million in the U.S. One hundred twenty-one million worldwide. Starship Troopers. What are your yeah. th- what are your thoughts on Starship Troopers, Darth Wager? Um, I was never interested in it as a kid, <laughs> and uh, probably will continue down that streak. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was it was an interesting movie. The first time I watched it, uh, I gotta admit, was just for Denise Richards, the only reason. But I, I was probably. 23 years old, 24 years old when I watched it. And she was kind of, she was kind of hated. And like, I, I didn't like her in the movie. I'm like, Oh, what a bitch. Um, because the way she, uh, treated Johnny Rico. And I ended up liking Dizzy Flores, Dina Meyer better. She was the athlete. Um, and she was like, she seemed like a cooler hang. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it kind of changed changed my dating philosophy in college after watching this movie a little bit. So. Some um, some women need lots of more attention. Yeah, so this movie was going to get an NC seventeen rating because it because it had a decapitation scene. And they had to cut four seconds off the movie to uh, change its rating. So the the director was Paul Verhoeven. He directed RoboCop in 87, Basic Instinct in 92, Showgirls in 95, and Hollow Man in 2000. 
So he had oh, to, he, Kevin Bacon. He had he had some uh some nice leading ladies to work with. Uh you go Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Hollow Man, and then yeah, it's not not bad little groupage right there. Good good job by him. Uh all right, so I was reading up on this movie and I think they actually wanted this to be a serious a serious movie about a tie-in with like Nazi Germany and how propaganda or maybe they were going to make fun of it. I was I would like to think they were making fun of it, but they tried to tie it in with the Nazis with the propaganda um like infomercials they had throughout the movie, kind of like what the Paul Verhoeven did with RoboCop in earlier in, in 1987. Uh, and the uniforms that the Starship Troopers wore were very similar to Nazi Germany uniforms. Did you pick up on that at all? Yeah, I mean, the, the movie definitely is based on a satire. Yeah. Of a, of a novel that was written during or post-Nazi Germany time. So. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it was written in 1957, so you, you, there's got to be some loose tie-ins. Yep. There. In the movie, the year where this all goes down in the movie uh, is the year 2197. So they were when they filmed this movie, they were looking ahead 200 years, basically. So, um, I know you'll like this one. And on the Starship Trooper bridges uh, and the backside of the bridge they have uh, mini Millennium Falcons if you look closely I'm going to need to rewatch them yeah there's a little Millennium Falcon in the background in the backside of the Starship bridge Uh, other other things I found interesting uh the 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 Mormon extremist fort, uh, the the Joe Smith uh, fort inside the arachnoid uh, zone where they said, oh, you don't you shouldn't go into the arachnid zone. The Mormon extremist group they're picking on the Mormons during the during the movie, so it's kind of like a religious zealot thing going tying in with their their Nazi Germany stuff. I I kind of tied that in like the old colony in America, Jamestown that that suddenly like got destroyed and disappeared that they kind of blamed on the Indians. I feel like the South Park guys would have wrote like almost the same movie. <laughs> uh, PETA approved of this movie because the cow that was destroyed was digital and you know how they put the censored button up? They had a person with a hose spraying blood everywhere. Wow. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, all the adults in the movie are scarred. Like the uh, the teacher who goes on uh, to to be uh, to be like the leader of the Roughnecks. Uh, he's he's missing an arm. Uh, Rue McClanahan 
from Golden Girls fame. She's the biology teacher that's blind and burned all over. Remember that? Yeah, so all of them are basically... Yeah, they've been mutilated by wars with... I'm guessing with the insects, but not necessarily. Who knows? So, throughout this movie, 256 humans die. And 17 gallons of fake blood is used. How many gallons? 17 gallons. Holmes. Do you think that if they had Mark Wahlberg as the lead actor, more people would have watched it? In 97, maybe. Although I thought Johnny Rico was fine. But Mark Wahlberg did turn down the role. Uh, how about uh, other people considered was... Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, that might have made it differently. Yep. Josh that Brolin. Was, that was during the Matrix, the Matrix phase. Yep. Josh Brolin and Jason Priestley. Thanos. <laughs> uh, one more thing here. I found it interesting in 2197. It's a gender future neutral. It's gender neut- uh, neutral future. Uh, the 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 army people, men, women, showering together, no big deal, right? And and that sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, what the director wanted. Yeah, you know what the director did because they didn't want to do that scene, right? No, what did he do? He he filmed it naked. Wait, the director filmed the naked? Yes. He's like, it's not that big a deal. And they're like, okay, you do it. He stripped his clothes off and filmed the scene naked with them. That's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know he didn't even read the whole book before filming the movie? No, I didn't know that. He made... He made one of his peons tell him about the rest of the movie. He's like, I can only get through three chapters. Tell me about the rest of it. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, the, the Space Fleet Academy is named after Valentina Tereshka, Tereshka, Tereshkov. She's the first woman in space. The first, uh, she was a Russian, the first woman in space. Uh, more gender-neutral gender stuff going on in this movie. They were ahead of their time in Starship Troopers. Gender-neutral well, bathrooms, mean, which we're about to get pretty soon, depending on what state you live in. I think I think Trump thought it was a serious movie because he wants to make a a a, a starship like uh, army. That was one of his first things he said in his first year. Yeah, what? Did, yeah, what did he call? He called it something, space force or something. I know. Um, now I forgot what it was. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing? I'm joining Space Army. Uh, uh, so, Rico's father, I forgot the actor's name. Rico's father said he would rather take 10 lashes in public square than see him ruin his life. And what did Johnny Rico get 
as his father was losing his life. Ten lashes in public because the kid took his helmet off and got shot in the eye. The helmet wouldn't have saved him anyway. He got shot in the eye, right? Correct. There was no face gear on it. Dude would have died anyway, but he still had to take ten lashes. So. So he's bleeding from the eyeball and taking ten lashes. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Sergeant Zim. So Johnny Rico gets the ten lashes, takes the ten lashes, then decides to leave. Which is, you know. Yeah, you, you already served your punishment. And they're like, two more people washed out. The girl they show washing out is the one that was the dumbass that fell down and shot her gun and shot the dude in the head. Maybe she's not leaving because of Johnny Rico. It wasn't his damn fault. Dude took his helmet off, got shot in the eye, which the helmet wouldn't have saved. The girl washes out. She's leaving. Maybe she's leaving because she shot the dude in the eye, not because of Johnny Rico. Right? Correct. So Sergeant Zim. He, he says, Rico, is this your signature? When he finds out that Buenos Aires got meteorited by the uh, bugs. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I don't see no signature. Rips it up so he can stay a Starship Trooper, right? That character is based on Roger Young, a World War II, II arms instructor. He took a demotion to fight in World War II. He saved a platoon using a rifle and grenade. Sergeant Zim, uh, after uh, they came back from saving Carmen, they show him with a rifle and a grenade. It was in honor of him, that scene. He's the one that captured the brain bug. He became Private Zim. Did you know that? No, I didn't. You're throwing out factoids all over the place this morning. All right, so you I know you like Dookie Hauser, right? It's your era. Of course. He was born on your birthday, June 15th. That's why me and him are best friends. Yes. They called him, on the set, they called him Doogie Himmler because his intelligence uniform resembled an SS officer uniform. (laughs) (laughs) So, Johnny Johnny Rico's buddy, Ace, right? He suffered... No, uh, Jake Busey, yes. Not related to Gary Busey. Um, he suffered heat stroke because they, they, uh, they filmed this in the Badlands, uh, Hell's Half Acre in Natrona, Natrona County, Wyoming. 120-degree desert heat. He suffered heat stroke. They had to stop production for a week. When he came back, they cut holes in all the uniforms and the rest of the cast had the same holes in the uniform. Uh, 25 people per day were getting treated for heat stroke. Um, he's the only one from the platoon besides Rico that survived uh, Clendanthu uh, and, planet, and Planet P or Z or whatever. So that, that, that whole uh, training group, they all died except for uh, Johnny, Johnny Rico and Ace. I'm surprised that Wyoming got to 120 degrees. Oh, sure. Yeah, in the summer. There's no there's no water to cool off. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple more things before we get. Oh. So, Michael Ironstein, Gene Razak. All right. His character falls in a hole, gets his legs cut off. Uh, Dina Meyer, played by Dizzy, uh, she gets knocked out during that scene because she fell during it and, and literally fell on a rock and got knocked out. Um, but Michael Ironside, uh, the, uh, the leader of the Roughnecks, who uh, Rico had to shoot because he uh, half of them got cut off by a bug, he almost got the role of Alex Murphy in RoboCop. He also uh... he lost both his legs. He was already missing an arm. We reviewed. Total Recall, he lost both his arms in the elevator scene. Remember that? I do remember. I didn't review Recall with you, but I do remember that. Yeah. Michael Douglas almost got that role instead. It's amazing. should have a show on biggest roles given up by actors. Right. All right, so six ways to die. I, I, I only got five. I went through this movie. I couldn't find six ways to die. Uh, I'm sure there is six ways to die, uh, but I only got I only got five. The, the first this is the first one I couldn't find six ways. I'm sure I could think of one. Maybe they die in the plane flight or the, the Starship Trooper flight out of Planet P where they got the brain bug. I don't know. Um, first first way you could die, Darth. Infantry training. Do you die during infantry training? No. No, but they, they really effed you up pretty good. Sergeant Zim broke that guy's arm. Uh, Dizzy, Zim put her his knee right on her neck. She was all bruised. Hey, I played a game in high school throwing up blood. And you had, chlor- you had chloroseptic on the bench you kept spraying, by the way. Yes, exactly. Your, co- your coach was an asshole for making you play during that. He was. One of the many things he made me do. <laughs> uh, second way, <laughs> place you could die. Uh, the initial landing on Clandathu. This is where Rico hurts his leg, and he's marked as killed in action, and Carmen thinks he's dead. Do you think he died? Um, the- that, that looked. I don't know how he even survived that. Yeah, I probably I'm probably dead if I didn't if I pass infantry. I'm probably dying at the next four spots. I mean, only two people from that whole group survived. Yeah, I'm probably not better than all those people. So yeah, I'm probably dead. I, I agree with me too. Uh, the, the second uh, planet they go to, Planet P. Uh, Rico needs to Rico uh, nukes that big bug. He jumps on it. The bug's shooting fire, melts the girl's arm off. And he like shoots the the beetle, and he takes a nuke and throws it in there and gets thrown off. Do you say, well? You already died, but Rico, you know, playing that quasi football game they played in the future where it's like football and gymnastics. Um, that was that a pretty impressive way he survived that. Uh, and then they have oh, that was Planet O. Planet P, they got the distress call, and uh, 
they get ambushed because the brain bug sends out the distress call because they put the little pokey thing in the dude's head and he makes a distress call. They all go there. And they most of them die at the outpost and Carmen lands and, and with Xander and they save him. And yeah, then, I'll probably die in those two. And the fifth one, Carmen and Xander, they crash. They find the brain bug. Xander gets his brain sucked out. And then somehow Rico, who couldn't understand stuff, like predict stuff, goes to where Carmen is and turns out uh, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Carl, got into Rico's head and told him to take that second tunnel to find Carmen. They revealed that in the movie. Oh, Nazi Doogie. Gotta love the Nazi Doogie. Nazi Doogie. Uh, how would this movie look if we did the Rusky switch? So, when we watch movies in the 80s, and the CIA, the FBI are fighting the bad guys, who are they fighting? The KGB, right? Well, when yep. Russia watches movies, the KGB's fighting the CIA, right? They're shooting CIA guys, right? Yeah. How's this movie look if the the insects win, the bugs win, a bug world happens in Earth? I think it's like another dinosaurs. <laughs> All I know is they don't let any humans survive. Because think about it. They got they gotta get the revenge. You have ants in your kitchen. Do you leave one of those fuckers behind and say, hey, you go home. Go outside. Go tell all your friends. Don't come in my fucking house again or you're going to get some of this. And you play the, the, the you spray the ortho on them. No. You don't let one bug survive. You kill all the motherfuckers, right? Yeah, and then you, you <laughs> then you take one of them that's still dying and you put it outside next to all his friends and you tell them, look, come in my house and this is what happens. You hang it in effigy. Hang him in effigy. So... Oh. How would this movie change if we used the cast of Taxi instead of the real actors? Oh, my God. So, who would be who would be Danny DeVito? Uh, I think only Danny DeVito can play Danny DeVito. Yeah, but what is he Sergeant Zim? I uh, think, yeah. Or, or, you know what? I'd play... I, no, I, I was going to have him Carl Jenkins as uh, Doogie Hauser's character, but I can't do that. So, I, I I think you have him play the role of of Rue McClanahan, the biology teacher. Burned and blind. No? Um, he does look like a biology teacher. Tony Tony Danza has Danza to be looks like a, a thirty year uh, teacher, <laughs> but he can't be Michael Ironside. Tony Danza no. Tony Danza Sergeant Zim, without a doubt. I think that's the only cast he could take. Uh, Mary Lou Henner has got to be Carmen. I don't I don't think we have a dizzy person on there. There's not really another female. Unless you put Rhea Perlman as as Dizzy, 
Um, see, you're much more fresh with the taxi cast than I am. Yeah. Judd Hirsch has got to be Michael Ironside. The Andy... only two people I remember from Taxi were DeVito and Dan. What about Andy Kaufman? Dude, Taxi's your time, bro, not mine. Oh, my God. Andy Kaufman would be, would be uh, I wouldn't put him as Rico. I'd put him as Ace. <laughs> all right, you need to brush up on your your late seventies, early eighties TV. That's all. No, I'm I'm kidding. Do, that's all you need to know, uh, Darth Wager. You know what I'm watching right now? Saved by the Bell. Are you really? Oh, all right. So the next movie I'll use is Saved by the Bell ta- uh, cast. I don't think there is any. The, the cast of Saved by the Bell will will we'll replace the cast from Saved by the Bell into oh, the next movie we do. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Got anything else to add about Starship Troopers, Darth Wager? No. Nothing? Nothing, nothing else. The only thing I have to add is it's, uh, maybe they'll make a Space Force. That's what they were going to call it, by the way. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to podcast number 334, the Thurman Thomas podcast. Don't forget to, forget to visit uh, MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, as in Darth Wager at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. So you deposit 100 bucks, You get $50 of free play money to use. Uh, sign up for the MyBookie Super Contest, NFL Super Contest. Pick five games a week. Best record the whole season was $150,000. If there's more than 2,000 entries, the prize money increases. There's 15 possible uh, places to finish. They have quarterly leader winners. Uh, so sign up for that. Go to jeffreyblander.com. All our NFL picks are there for absolutely free. Um, and uh, sign up uh, for the Super Contest. There's a banner ad for there. You can click on Amazon, buy stuff on Amazon from jeffreyblander.com, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. And don't forget, I'm an author there. Ali Armini series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You can get that directly from my publisher, The Word Verve. Uh, go to wordverve.com. You can order that. And if you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Hope everybody has a great first weekend of August.